Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your compa culture host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, James Geller-Houtsma, and the scientific scholar, Ben Anderson. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week, we continue our journey, exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie. Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or the crushing monotony, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. Incredibles. And yes, there will be spoilers. Yay! Charge! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, First, opinions. I think it's been a long time since I've started. Yeah, it has. Um, So Mm -hmm. I guess I'll go first in that case. (laughs) Okay. Would have been funny if I would have smacked. So go ahead, Skyler. But I've wrapped myself into this one. Okay. The Incredibles. One of the few selected movies my family actually owns. Big fan as a kid. Loved watching and rewatching. Fantastic. I mean, I guess I wasn't that much of a kid when it came out. I was in like middle school ish. What is this? A 2004 Four. movie? Oh, good. Uh, and because um, I, I like superheroes, and then it was uh, some of my sisters were both Disney files, so it was something to relate to. Uh, and we could all watch that together. Looking back at it and rewatching it again today, I am absolutely floored with how good that 2004 animation is. Like, seriously, I don't think we had seen, like, humanoid animated characters yet on the big screen outside of, like, Jimmy Neutron. Uh, Sid from Toy Story 1. Yeah, okay. Sure, but sure. But, like... He was not on screen for more yeah. than, like, two or, minutes. Or Andy, yeah, and the mom. And they didn't really ever show faces when they did that. Or they Darla. Dar- oh, Darla. Finding Nemo was before? year before. Oh, yep. I did not know that. <gasps> okay. So, anyway, it was just, well, I mean, it, it just seemed like everything they did was kind of crazy. All the all the hair was animated a really cool way. Like, none of the characters in the other films, they all had buzz cuts or ponytails. <laughs> Uh, so that their hair wouldn't move. Um, like Boo and Darla and um, Sid <laughs> and Andy, all buzz cuts and pigtails. Um, so I, in, Incredibles is one to hold on to. It's good stuff, gang. It's good stuff for the family. It's it's a great tale of sort of 
coming together after moving, I guess. You just get uprooted a lot, and you just still have to be a family. I'm getting cheesy, I think. Very cheesy. Ah, well, fuck off. Like, a- the, like the big beef and cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, well, a lot of the time, because it's not exactly a comic book film, it doesn't, it doesn't rest deeply into my soul as the other ones do that we talk about. Um, so when I get to the point where I'm sincere and heartfelt, uh, <laughs> it, it leans more towards the cheese because I just I don't have enough thought, I don't have enough history with this to sort of lean into some more sincerity of talking. Whereas like with Suicide Squad, I think I spilled my heart out on Suicide Squad episode. <laughs> I almost cried on that episode, I think. Really? Damn. I'm trying to remember. I was I was very distraught with how poor that film turned out to be. Yeah. Um, Skylar remembers. I How could I forget? <laughs> Popcorn Skylar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so The Incredibles is, like, basically most Pixar films for me pre, uh, let's say 2015. It's a really good movie. I don't have a lot bad to say about it. Uh, Certainly entertaining, well-made, emotionally solid, but it doesn't invoke any strong, really emotions from me. It's, it's just a good solid brick in the foundation of animation that if anyone was to ask about it, I'd be like, uh, yeah, fine. It's good. Watch Incredibles. No worries there. Uh, popcorn bed. I rarely rewatch movies. It's 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 pretty rare for me to see a movie twice. I have watched The Incredibles at least a hundred times <laughs> in my life. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. It's one of those movies that you put put on before you go to bed, like every night for a few months. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school. I would watch Toy Story basically every day. So I've seen Toy Story probably thousands of times. <laughs> this I've only seen hundreds of times. So it's about a tenth as good as Toy Story. <laughs> um, but no, this this is to me one of the, a very rare, like nearly perfect film. There's there's very little about this that if you like held a gun to my head and were like, hey, say something bad about the Incredibles, I'd be like, uh, the, the Violet's arc, do, you know, doesn't resolve as strongly as I would like it to have. <laughs> like, her big resolution is that like she has enough confidence to flirt with a guy who was already flirting with her, who, like, and he's not that good looking either, <laughs> like. <laughs> So, but that's like, that's like the only thing. Um, I love this movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, one. All right. Fine. We'll, we'll bring back to one small point of conflict. When Helen Parr goes to Dash's school to see the principal and the teacher's crazy and, uh, sort of accuses Dash that he's a nuisance and a liar and a crook. Um, in front of the principal and the mother, which, by the way, that would never happen yeah. in public school system today, and then shows everyone at the same time, not the principal first or the mother first of the video, shows everyone the video at the same time, His that's uh, mistake number one. But I want to bring attention to something that maybe you didn't know. In the very next scene, Helen is in the car with Dash, and they're talking about that confrontation. 
Jack-Jack is in the car, because obviously she didn't leave Jack-Jack alone at home when she went to pick up Dash from school. But where was Jack-Jack when she was meeting with the principal? He was in the car. Do you leave your baby in the car? Do you not? Where, oh. where do you keep your baby? Uh, you just take him with you. It's in a. He's in a carrying crib. <laughs> he's in a crate. Crib. He's what do you call crate. those things that you like a carry seat? A, a kitty carrier. A kitty carrier. So okay, I was. Yeah. You put your baby in a kitty carrier. That's no somehow wait, worse. Hold on. No, no, no. The the car seat that you literally just pick up and hold, and you can carry the kid anywhere. A kid carrier, I guess. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my you god! You started describing it's like, like a, a seat that has an arc. It's a handle, pretty much, and the kid just sits in the handle. How, that's how people bring their babies to work. People, people bring their babies thing. to work. Some of them have to. Yes. What? Yeah, when you don't have options. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, daycare is expensive. Daycare yes. is expensive. Yes. I get that. So when she goes to, into the principal's office, now there is no definitive, conclusive evidence that she did not drive home after that and then go get... Like, there okay, was a, here's the thing. How many different shots are there in that scene? There's like four camera angles. <laughs> so what you do is you find, you know... Oh, you, did, did she leave the baby outside with the secretary that sh- she might know well enough that she's like, can you just watch Jack-Jack while I go talk? Probably, or just like... On the floor next to her chair, which we don't see. Mm, we saw her walking in, and she did not have a baby in hand. We didn't see it in the shot. Oh, my God. She could have been trailing she... it behind her Oh no, string. No, 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 no. Her hips aren't that wide. Okay. Uh, you don't have to have wide hips to carry a baby behind you on a string. Without the being obviously seen it with that animation you do, because the female characters are skinny and all the male characters are tubby in the chest. Sure. <laughs> what are we... Yes. I'm talking about like... I'm getting sleep deprived as we're going I'm ta- deeper into this so hole. So you have, you have the crate that you're des- you described earlier. It's a seat. You have with the a seat. handle. You have the seat. And then you tie a piece of fishing line around oh. the handle and you have it dragging behind you. No, that's not how that works. And then you oh, reel oh. them in. Oh my God. Uh, money, Skyler. Okay. I think we all like this movie and I think everyone else did too. All right, so uh, production budget is $92 million. So for 2004, it's a pretty decent budget. Uh, it's actually kind of expensive. Kind of uh, shockingly low for Disney, though. Mm. Yeah. I take on it. And especially, like, animation's more expensive than... Paying actors? Than pay- yeah, it can be. Uh, animation budgets are huge. Okay. Yeah. Just takes so much longer, too. Uh, but it paid off for them in the end because uh, domestic gross of The Incredibles ended up being $261.4 million. So easily double. Foreign and gross, 371.5. Did again, worked out pretty well. Uh, which brings the total worldwide gross to $633 million. Do you wonder, what if that like film were to come out today? Do you think it would do like twice as good? Hard to say, actually. This is, you know, before superhero, quote unquote, fatigue. This is so. before. This is before two, superhero. Well, this is right on the cusp of the superhero first boom. There's been mm-hmm. two, possibly three superhero booms. Okay, the first one didn't last long. 1989 Batman. 
Um, The second one was Spider-Man slash X-Men combo back to back, which sort of propelled and then deteriorated, but it still maintained until 2008 which is the current one we're in, and we're sort of mm-hmm. kind of waiting for the, I think That bubble's going to bust soon. It's got to. It really, it's... DC it, just has to make, like, two more movies. <laughs> <laughs> for real, Ugh. though. Like, Wonder Woman and Justice League, and then it'll, it'll all be over. Oh, uh, let's not hope Wonder Woman is bad. I hope I just, Wonder Woman will probably be pretty good. Justice League's going to be hot trash. I feel as if Justice League doesn't have a good chance. But we're talking about Incredibles. Fourth biggest worldwide film of 2004... Behind franchises, yeah, um, behind other sequels uh, or actual sequels, uh, Spider-Man Two, Harry Potter Three, and Shrek Two are the they, ones ahead of it. They made a Shrek Two. <laughs> they made a Shrek Four. They what? <laughs> Do they make a Shrek Three? Yeah. What? Yeah. Shrek, Shrek Two, Shrek the Third, Shrek Forever. No, is Ever, it sh- after Forever After? Huh. No. And on terms of. Uh, and Pixar movies, it's pretty ne- much neck and neck with uh, Ratatouille. Oh, who gives a shit about in that Ratatouille? Kind of range. Ratatouille is really good. <laughs> Don't <laughs> invite me back on if you're gonna diss the good Pixar movies. <laughs> Were there bad Pixar films? Oh yeah. Which one's the bad Pixar film? Cars, Cars, oh, Cars okay. Two, Cars Three. Monsters, <laughs> you not even out. Brave, B- brave was middling. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Bad. I was, right. It was just like a mediocre Disney film. Yeah, not even a Pixar film. Was Monsters You that bad? I've never seen it. Oh wow, you. <laughs> but like, I know Cars Two was not good, and Cars <laughs> One is hot trash. I don't think it's hot trash. It's not the greatest, but it's okay. Hmm. Life is a highway. All right. Uh, No singing. That's our number one rule. Oh no, that rule. Otherwise, was created a long time ago. Oh, I get to sing now. You could sing whenever you want. Life is a highway. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna gonna ride ride it all night long. long. Yeah, that's my attempt at um impromptu harmonization. Nah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I tried my best. I'm not a fucking professional. Okay, uh, comic book section. So, Boom Studios actually launched a Disney line in 2009 with a comic book series sequel to The Incredibles written by Eisner Award-winning Mark Wade and Laundry Walker and illustrated by Marcio Takara and uh, Ramonda Camarga. Um... <laughs> If I can pronounce those correctly. But dude, Mark Wade wrote an Incredibles comic book series. And if you know who Mark Wade is, it's like this is the dude that wrote Irredeemable. Irredeemable <laughs> is like Injustice before Injustice was a thing because they created a Superman character that went crazy and killed everyone in a in a sort of faux pas Justice League. Is faux pas the correct word? Faux, just faux. Faux, just faux. What's faux pas mean? Uh, a faux pas is like... A breach of etiquette. A social mistake. Oh, okay. Facts piss. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Excellent Here example of a faux pas. <laughs> okay. Any uh, kind of piss, really. So, well, I mean, that's how you pronounce faux pas. Yeah. 
Facts, or re- repeating a um, native Alaskan slur word. <laughs> oh God, damn it! That no one else finds as funny. Just over and over. <laughs> okay, uh, so this series revolves around the nefarious plot of the villain Zarek and his team of supervillains called the Unforgivables. <laughs> Zarek is a criminal mastermind and ex-boyfriend of Helen Parr, uh, who he is still infatuated with her. He was also the first draft villain of the film before producers leaned heavily on the Syndrome character concept instead. So, amplifying the powers of another prominent villain in the series, Mesmerella, Zarek creates a hypnotic broadcast that convinces all the residents of Metroville to hate and despise the Incredibles, throwing their reputation in shambles. He also sends the Underminer to pilot a giant, Incredible-themed robot to attack the city in the Incredibles' name. Though they manage to destroy the robot, it does not repair their public opinion, and Zarek comes away victorious. The series has been stuck in production limbo since the publication of issue 15, and it is unclear if it will ever reach a natural conclusion. That's a bummer story. Kind of. That is a huge bummer yeah there's some side stories where like jack jack gets infected with some sort of superhero virus that they thought was just a common cold um that's the only thing i would change about this movie is like jack jack is stupid what jack jack represents unlimited potential of a baby babies are stupid oh yes they are they are babies they can't even get out of a locked car they don't even know how to roll down a window uh yeah like what if jack jack had turned himself on fire he would have suffocated himself right well if he can turn himself on fire he can also you know break out of the car yeah yeah Probably. Exactly. Roll the window down. He could just punch through the window. In his imp state? Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to see more well, Jack hey. Jack versions. Maybe the story will get uh, resolved eventually now that they're actually making an Incredibles 2 next summer. <gasps> oh, yeah. We'll get to see how well an Incredibles movie does. I wonder if they're going to bring Zarek into the film as the villain for the second one. I don't know. They're usually pretty tight-lipped about it up until the uh, last moment. Mm, or Syndrome comes back. It's not like he died. Uh, <laughs> no, people have survived going through jet engines. Uh, mm. Maybe. I don't know. He had zero gravity energy beams. We'll get to those. Uh, let's go to the music section of this show. Right, Skylar? That's right. Uh, okay that's the sound uh, that is the theme <laughs> there we go. music for incredibles is done by michael giacchino again one of his first big scores actually and what a score it was um because it's late and i'm tired i will just leave this section to your ear holes just to listen how great it is so let's start off with the first clip the glory days by Bruce Springsteen? By Michael Giacchino. <laughs> Pay attention, you fuck. <laughs> how, how great would this song be if it was just a cover of <laughs> Glory Days? <laughs> I like Bruce Springsteen. Oh, 
you know what? That's a hot five-string bass right there at the very end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to that and thinking, well, that kind of sounds like the old James Bond uh, soundtracks of old, you're right. Uh, <laughs> it's not the composer of those. But uh, Brad Bird's first choice to score the movie was John Barry, who, as we know, wrote the uh, James Bond theme. actual Barry. He wrote the James Bond theme. Pay attention. The James Bond theme? Is that guy still alive? uh, Doesn't that... I will have an answer for He will not die until the last person utters his name. So, quick, say his name. (laughs) John... John... Barry. John Mintberry Crunch? Right, so he was... Since you've uttered his name again, he was alive when we uttered his name earlier. So, yes. Oh. Okay. So, up until that point, the last person who had uttered its name was uh, back in January of 2011. Oh. That's when he died. Oh. Out to the family. Yeah. Our hearts. <laughs> sad. Sad oh. days. We're, but anyway. we're, we're really tired, gang. Just a heads up. Yep. <laughs> it's a late start for a show. Uh, and even though it's a Saturday, we are old men. We are so old. <laughs> so goddamn old. So I'll stop boring you. Anyway, we ended up with Giacchino. Score is really jazzy. I like it. Here's the next track 100 Mile Dash. hot track it's very hot it's michael Giacchino. what do you expect what do you want us to say he's great <laughs> he's great he's so good he's great so good you know it was not so good though um a few years ago a trumpet player who played on this soundtrack came to the msu jazz festival to speak and he was terrible at speaking oh. or playing trumpet uh, speaking about playing trumpet, <laughs> like, did he play trumpet? Did he? He was a trumpet player. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, well, no, no, no. Did I mean he did, did he come to just give a speech or did he come to actually play some trumpet? He very well could have, but I didn't care because. <laughs> Are you hearing the question? I don't, I don't think there was anything unclear about that question. <laughs> But there was a ton unclear about that answer. <laughs> okay. Did he play trumpet when he was at MSU when he visited? He might have. Oh my God. You didn't, oh, you didn't even stick around? You just no, like, I... this speech was so bad, I'm leaving? <laughs> yes. That was the whole fucking point. Oh. oh, okay. I understand your story now. Okay. I thought, well, we're trying to get clear if you walked out because he was talking or if you walked out because his trumpet playing was bad. I walked out because his talking was bad. Okay. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? The guy plays trumpet for a living. He didn't take a fucking speech class. Yeah. Really not. He's busy reading them notes so mm. that he could mm-hmm. bring this track to There's life. only one book you need to read if you're a trumpet player, and that's the E-flat real book. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's 
is that a would musicians only get this? Yeah, kind of thing? it's yeah, it's it's just like a it's like a six hundred page book of like jazz standards. That sounds terrible. In your key, in yeah, whatever key of whatever instrument you're in. Hmm. And the trumpet is E flat. I B maybe B flat. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Whatever. What's our last track? The end credits. Of course it is. Puns. so lit <laughs> did we are we talking about incredibles here or are we talking about whiplash the incredits <laughs> uh fun story uh tim simonek was a conductor orchestrator for the scores recording he wrote the tune whiplash which was used in whiplash huh whoa whoa man no way hey was the guy who voiced bob parr's boss the same guy who said inconceivable and in princess bride he was indeed okay just checking wallace sean that's right i don't remember that actor's i always, always want to say it's gilbert godfrey but he has an even more distinctive voice yeah it's not gilbert <laughs> godfrey <sighs> quick pop quiz name the dc animated universe character that gilbert godfrey voiced no <laughs> mr Yago. mr mix picklick mix M-X-Y-Z-P-T-L-K. Pronounce that. No. <laughs> you're, no not, thank you. you're not very cooperative tonight, Ben. No, I'm... You are not bouncing I'm mad off. as hell. Oh, and yeah, you... you know why? Because your science can't take it anymore? Because of the government. Holy shit, what? Did they take Whatever away... Whatever you be talking about. Yeah, really, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what particular political event has happened in the past 24 hours that I could possibly be upset about? Uh, Voss got accepted? Really? I don't know. Oh, I hope not. I thought you were saying they, that. They're delaying the vote on that until the 31st. I thought you were asking us. No. What upset you oh. in the last 24 hours? No, I'm I'm being sarcastic. Oh my God, I can't fucking tell with you guys anymore. <laughs> it's, Both it's, of your sarcastic tones are just like, are they fucking doing a bit? I don't know. Well, I'm doing a bit. Uh, I don't know. It, sarcasm has like evolved. literally everything. Because it's me. Do we have more music, or can I just finally it's in, science in, time. indulge in this? It's science time. We, we don't have any music, but this is where Skylar says we need more straight-up jazz soundtracks and films. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Science time. <laughs> it's science time. Yay. I'm so excited. I'm wide awake. Huzzah. What you're do you not, want to talk about? You're not wide awake. I'm so awake. 
Yeah? Yeah, I'm woke, you're, fam. Nobody were making sure you're awake before we go-go? Not leaving you on the string of that yo-yo? Mm, you really butchered that one. Too soon. <laughs> you really butchered that one. Butchered it? Yeah, You let's let's talk about... You had one. We were talking about it Excellent. driving over here. Yes, volcanic soil. Yeah. Because Mirage is like, oh, by the way, that actress, rest in peace, um, volcanic soil is that she's like, oh, it's grown here. It's the most fertile soil on the planet. Yeah, and as a kid, I'm like, you can grow plants in lava? That doesn't make damn any sense. Well, you don't, grow, you don't go grow plants in lava. And you don't grow plants on, like, rocks after lava has cooled. It makes all these really neat, like, basalt and basilica. Okay. Like, kind of rocky rocks. You don't grow them on that. What they're talking about is when a volcano erupts, there's lava. Sometimes, more often, there's a ton of ash that okay. goes up in the air, and then it falls back down. And that ash has a lot of really good minerals that plants love. They cr- they crave it? They they love it. Like it rains electrolytes? Ba- hey, basically, yeah. It's okay. like when they, when they d- dunk, you know, after a football game, they dunk the coach in the Gatorade. Yeah. Imagine if, like, humans absorb nutrients through their skin. <laughs> like. That's how good that would feel? Yeah. So, but, yeah, they're in different regions all over the world. There's a volcano right by the volcano. You don't grow anything because it burns up on lava and there's earthquakes and volcanoes. And, and But nearby... All that's all the soil nearby will have been fed by this volcanic so it's like, ash that falls back down. It's like Hawaii. Yeah, there's some good coffee plantations on Hawaii, and it's volcanic ash is why it's so nutrient rich in the soil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Neutrino rich. Yes. Uh, so that's it's very nutrigrain rich. Exactly. Just, just nutrigrain. Yep. Filled with it's very Nature Valley rich. Mm. <laughs> Okay, uh, next topic. Uh, let's revisit the dangers of AI. Oh, yeah. So in this movie, there's the robot that is programmed to kill superheroes, and Syndrome programmed it really badly because he <laughs> said, hey, figure out what's trying to kill you and then stop it. He forgot to add a little, like, two lines of code that says, unless it's me. <laughs> so, Like, RoboCop that shit. Seriously. Yeah, so th- this is kind of... Um, I think we talked about this during Age of Ultron. Yeah, how, AIs are dangerous How as hell. easy it is to lose control of an artificial intelligence once it gets to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just got to be careful. Yeah, because... You don't want to mess around and accidentally, like, doom the planet because... So, the the issue I have with this, though, is Syndrome is trying to create this robot that continues to adapt to uh superheroes killing it like every time a superhero destroys it he makes it better and then six the superhero after it again till they're dead Mm -hmm. uh sound plan sound villainous plan to develop an evil robot if you have the technical genius to adapt from all of your faults but mr incredible beats the robot the first time by having it stab itself a lot of times yeah and did Syndrome just remove the function that it wouldn't stab itself if someone was inside the cockpit? Because he should have removed the function that it could actually penetrate its own skin. Yeah, see, Syndrome's kind of dumb in that way. 
because <laughs> they defeat it the second time the exact same way they defeated it the first time. Not the exact same way. The first time, Mr. Incredible got all up inside and started ripping out cords, and it was punching itself in the, in the yeah. skull at the same time. The second time, they drilled through it using its own body. Yes. So it's slightly different. Okay, so dangers of AI, bad. Yep. Yep. It, so, it eventually learns, oh, the thing's controlling me. Right. So yeah, you got to be careful you don't lose control of your AI. And so some some computer theorists, AI practitioners will say that's impossible to do, but something to be aware of before the... To lose control of your AI or it's, to ever it's have impossible, control of it? It's impossible to not lose control eventually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't you explain that if you were trapped in a room with an artificial intelligence within a certain amount of time, it would convince you to kill yourself? Uh, let it out. Let it out. Let, let it out. Like, yeah, if you have this AI in a box and you're like, oh, I'm not going to hook you up to the internet because you'll do bad things. You will. Like, yeah. it, it can convince you because it's smart enough to do that. Um, mm. So. Okay. Uh, final topic. Final topic. Kind of the big one. Zero point energy yes so in the movie syndrome has his little ring and he points at it's a green lantern ring basically yeah it's got a finger pointer yeah and so he points it and then it takes the object and it freezes it in one place and then he can wiggle it around and yeah it's completely stable just completely locked in place Mm -hmm. and i'm just like are you freezing all the molecules at once are you absolute zeroing that shit it's so it he calls it zero point energy and it is related to the temperature absolute zero. Okay. So things vibrate. You know, all the all the atoms in everything are going back and forth. Woo. <laughs> and so that's how we can measure temperature is how much woo there is in a given <laughs> space. Okay. Um, so as you cool things down, they vibrate less and less. You used to like use a lot of jargon to explain things. I'm so glad I've, you have laymanized. I've, I've learned not to do that. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, you cool things down, they vibrate less and less, and eventually... The woo gets slower. You Yeah, you when you hit the temperature called absolute zero, the woo gets so slow that it stops. The colder it is, the slower the woo. Right. Ooh. Yep. And then it's so cold that it stops. Except it doesn't. There's still, there's still what's called the zero point energy. Okay. So, even when... There's no, like, you have temperature zero, so nothing should be vibrating. There's still just a little bit of vibration there. Why is there still just a little bit of vibration there? Um, Because of quantum. Oh, quantum. Because of quantum mechanics. Which, at a small enough level, anything can happen. Uh, no, but many things happen that are counterintuitive to our everyday experience. Okay. So, yeah, basically... Even though you're at absolute zero, there's still a little bit of energy, and that's called the zero-point energy. We've never been able to harness absolute zero. We've gotten within, like, a billionth of a degree, a tenth of a billionth of a degree. Okay. We've gotten ridiculously cold. Yeah. We have not hit absolute zero, and in fact, it's impossible. It's a theoretical thing, and it's not something we can actually accomplish. We've tried. We've gotten very close. Mm Mm-hmm. But... So that's what, so what he's got is insane. Just yeah, zero point energy has nothing to do with what he's zero point energy doing. in the movie. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a real word. <laughs> and, and some people like, 
it's, it's also, um, it's related to if you have a vacuum, so space with no particles in it. Yep. Particles have energy. So if you have space with no particles in it, there should be no energy contained in that space. Okay. But there is still energy in that vacuum with no particles, so there shouldn't be anything, but there still is. And that's also called zero-point energy. It still has nothing to do with anything in the movie. (laughs) It's just zero-point energy. But some physicists are like, oh, man, if we could harness the energy of a vacuum, we could create something out of nothing, and that would be great. And that's kind of like perpetual motion machine. You can't do it. Mm. But people still try. And so, because if we ever were able to do it, that would be insane. Yeah, but it's not possible. We're talking like solving energy crisis here. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing to do with anything in the moving, but I just kind of wanted to mention that. Yeah, it's a real thing. Baller. Real thing people study. So, that does that. That's science. You got more science? No. Nope. Short and sweet. Not feeling it. Short and sweet. Wait, one one quick question. So, when they part the lava. Mm hmm. How close to lava can you be before that shit starts to hurt? I feel as if, because whenever you see, like, lava experts, they're always in giant aluminum foil suits. Yeah, they're in giant heat suits, and they are way further away from the (laughs) lava flows than those pictures make it look like. Okay. Um, So, the fact that they have, like, running lava in that house, that is too much. I mean, it's probably, like, fake lava. Oh. You know? He said he built it in the volcano. Yeah, it's probably still fake lava. Lava's like 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Don't, so Don't touch it. So it's like, you ever held your head by a pizza oven? Yes. Yes, I have. Like like a That's 475 like, degrees. Like a wood-fired pizza pizza oven, though? That too, as well, yes. Those are like 600, yes. 800 yes, degrees. Yes, they are. Yeah. So... Times that by two and a little bit more. Well, it's not twice as much air but yeah like it's way hotter lava is way hotter than a pizza oven (laughs) and pizza ovens are already something you don't want to stand next to for more than like a second yeah is that dexter i hear oh yeah he just got off the couch hi dexy hi dexter oh oh i don't think i get to foster dogs anymore oh no why not Mm. i haven't gotten a call back from my my foster handler because i think benches is going through some Oh yeah! Right they now had, they had a the, small scandal. A small scandal. Um, so I don't think Ooh, I'm going to be able to. Uh, we can talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, so science yeah, is done. Yes. Uh, guest section. Fun facts. Not a thing. Drinking fun facts. Giggles. Listen to the com. If you have the, this on DVD, listen to the commentary. It's really interesting. Commentary is interesting. Also, the Jack Jack short is pretty good. It's okay. It's uh, not my favorite Pixar short, but it's. It's all right. It's well. I mean, it really fills in the gaps of like what she's going through in those voicemails. Yeah, like which is very nice. Like the twist about out. Jack Jack at the end is just kind of dropped on you. Yeah, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that was out of nowhere. <laughs> well, everybody knew he should have powers. Right. Come on. Um. So they gave him every, every power. power. Yeah. <laughs> With the inability to use it because he's a baby. Because he's a baby. Uh, so any drinking game rules? It's kind of a family film. Watch it with your kids, I guess. And don't drink. That's <laughs> 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 so what I got to say to that. Uh, this one, this, I mean, we did this sort of episode. It's just sort of, uh, it fits the realm of comic book movie. Get a bottle of chocolate wine. 
Ooh. And then drink chocolate wine when Mr. Incredible is humming his own theme song <laughs> while eating a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so dumb. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a fun little move, like moment where he's just like, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. wandering around his house with a piece of chocolate cake. And he's like, where did you hear that? I'm like, huh. I mean, it's probably one of those just stupid things you hum to yourself also that exactly. there's a black character in this film named honey his name's frozone well his wife is named honey that's just it's a term of endearment no it's her actual name really yep huh because helen says say hi to honey for me huh and his name is lucius I, um, <laughs> his name's frozone <laughs> i encountered a woman who by the name of ebony cotton Oh my god, I was just actually really racist because we never see Honey. We don't know if she's actually black. I just assume Yeah, <laughs> you assume it because oh. she's married to a black man and talks a certain way. Oh no! I take it all back. How dare you? I take I take it all back. Take it all back. Just a. It's really you. progressive of this film to <laughs> feature an interracial couple. <laughs> now you're assuming that she's not black. No, I'm talking about Frozone and Mr. Incredible. Oh! <laughs> An interracial friendship. An interracial bromance. What what was Mirage? Brazilian? She was ethnically ambiguous. Uh-huh. Is what I'm gonna say to that. Alright. Fair. You were saying oh, something, Skylar? <laughs> Thank you. I think if we have no more, we'll end it on that terrible note. We'll, we'll end it on a series of race jokes. <laughs> Welcome to the Trump presidency. Four more years of this shit. Oh, yay. Um, Next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. 100th episode. What? We've been doing this for like two years. Two year anniversary. 100th episode. Gird your loins. Mm. Tighten your sphincters. It's going to be a laugh out loud. It gets silly. It gets kind of silly what 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 our plan is for our 100th, all right? You'll like it. I hope you do at least. It'll either be great or terrible. I put a lot of freaking work into it, so I had a fun. Yeah. I'd, if nothing else, we had fun recording. We had so much fun recording it. Grant returns as we sort of do a um a retrospective of yeah, sorts. Uh, yes, a look back and uh, uh a reflection. Yes. In a way. Sometimes my reflection... Sh- how Mulan reference. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> looks like that will wrap it up for today, super fans. Yes. Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by Tryout. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It, well, I mean, it is, it's but it's not. Of... It's produced by... Us. Us? You. Me. Michael Mosley. I want a name. I don't want to be like, produced by Michael Maurer, as I say you it myself. You call yourself... Metatron. The angel? Yeah. The scribed angel? Yeah, from his dark materials. Or from the Bible. Metatron's not in the Bible. Yeah. Hold on. Metatron is an angel who is the scribe of God. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Perhaps not specifically the Bible. I think he does have a few mentions, though. Oh, he's not in the Bible. He's in the Jewish Apocrypha. Okay. Well, regardless, he is a recorded Hebrew angel. Yep. Anyway, uh, talk 
Let's talk about the oh, iTunes. Oh, yeah. So we're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We are anywhere where you can get podcasts. We're probably there. Um, but iTunes is where most of our stuff happens. Uh, while you're there, give us a rating. Give us a good one, if you can. Um, after tonight, who knows? Um, who knows? <laughs> but uh, also be sure to subscribe. New episodes come out every Monday. And also just go to fuck to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go the fuck to twitter before you go the fuck to bed uh, we will that second one sounds really good we will have oh yeah we will have twitter tom sometime soon i believe i don't know i wanted him on this show and he's like i haven't seen the incredibles and i'm like motherfucker watch it <laughs> it's you, so good watch it before you come on oh my god Twitter Tom, you magnificent person who runs our Twitter account, Super M Studies. <sighs> our Twitter challenge this week. Where was Jack Jack if not in the car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was Jack Jack if not in the car? Uh, hashtag Jack Jack problems. Jack, 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 yeah, Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> sure. Jack a flack. Uh, well, um,. Or, you know, who the villain of the next Incredibles film should be. Definitely Metatron. Or <laughs> the angel Metatron. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so that's that's definitely going to wrap it up today, superfans. We're all done. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. James Keller Houtsma. And I'm Ben. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Have yourself a super weekend. Week, week, Four a years. full week. A full super week. We come out on Monday. I, Pay I, attention. I, <laughs> I'm so tired. A long, long time ago, there was a volcano living all alone in the middle of the sea. Sat high above his bed Watching all the couples play And wishing that he had someone too And from his lover came this song of hope That he sang out loud Every day for years and years I have a dream I hope will come true that you're here with me and I'm here with you. I wish that the earth, sea, the sky up above will send me someone to love us.